0: You are listening to I Am Refocused Radio with your host Shamaya Reed. This show is designed to inspire you to live your purpose and regain your focus. And now, here's your host, Shamaya Reed.
2: Hey, welcome to Focus Radio, man. We are here once again. And today we have another show liner for y'all, man. We have a certified guest, a certified specialist, man. He he's Brady Ross. He's a ICF certified professional coach. And he's also the president of Oklahoma slash Arkansas ICF chapter. He's the author of seven steps to dominate your day and crush your goals. Man, today we're gonna have some fun learning about his story because he has a pretty amazing story story. So first and foremost, I want to, want to welcome you, Brady, to the show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So man, thanks for taking time talking to us on our show today. You also have a podcast yourself, motivation for regular people. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But man, you are an author and like I said, you you're also ACC associate certified coach with the international coaching federation kind of tell our audience a little bit about that backstory what inspired you want to become a professional coach
0: you know it was funny i didn't consider it until right after the pandemic started and i had lost my job a few months before and was wrestling with what i wanted to do next and had kind of started doing some gig work. I was actually working um shopping and delivering groceries and it was originally just going to be something that I did in the interim while I looked for a new job and I ended up doing well enough financially that I was able to do it full time and also spend a lot of time with my family which was very important to me. But I always knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to do forever. And I remember having a conversation with a friend one day, and we were just kind of talking about life and career stuff. And out of the blue, he says, I think you should pursue coaching. I think you would like it. I think you'd be good at it. And this was a friend who wasn't doing coaching. It's his primary job, but did some coaching on the side. And initially, I didn't think much of it. I thought he was just making conversation. But later that week, he texted me and said, again, hey, I think you should look into coaching. If you ever want to talk more about it, let me know. And so we connected and he told me a little more about um, what coaching was, at least the kind of coaching that he was doing. And I found it really interesting. And so he referred me to the organization where I ended up doing my coach training it's an online coach training platform called coach approach ministries and so i took classes with them i got my coaching hours and last september was able to finally get my icf certification so it's been a blast i love coaching i believe that in the world of adult learning coaching is unique because in coaching the coach is not always the the subject matter expert. Um, but coaching is more about the style of conversation. And it's the coach's ability to listen well and ask powerful questions that bring out new awareness. So it's a ton of fun. And it's something that I really enjoy getting to do.
2: And hey man, that leads up perfectly right into your book, man, that you author. It's, it's on Amazon and people can go get it like right now or just wait at least until after the show is over is Seven Steps to Dominate <laughs> your, your Day and Crush Your Goals. I mean, that time uh, alone, it sounds pretty awesome. I mean, if I saw that the first time, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to check this out. But there's always a backstory behind these books. So when you wrote this book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals, I mean, were you crushing your goals all the time or what inspired you to write this book, man?
0: You know, I feel like in the book, I don't just share the seven steps, which are the seven daily habits that I practice every day. But I really share a lot of myself and my heart and my past and my story. Um, Because to answer your question, no, I have not always done this well. And that's really what inspired the book and in a lot of ways inspires this platform that I'm working to build. I think back to when I was 18 years old, I just graduated high school. I was starting college. I weighed almost 300 pounds. And despite what I may have thought at the time, it wasn't muscle weight. I wasn't just a big stocky guy. Like I had a real problem with overeating, not taking care of myself. Um, I didn't feel comfortable wearing certain types of clothes just because of the way that it felt or because of the way that I thought it made me look. I struggled sometimes to put myself out there in relationships. I really just in a lot of ways lacked confidence. And I mentioned this in the book, but I think if you would have asked me at the time, I would have told you that success was predestined. I thought that people who were in better shape than me had better genes. And I thought that people that made better grades were just smarter than me or maybe school came easier to them but everything changed when i realized i had more control over my life and over my trajectory than i thought and i'd be lying to you if i said there was some sort of like rock bottom moment or this you know light that was shining that instantaneously made me realize this, it was really more of a a gradual process. But over time, as I began to learn about the power of small habits repeated consistently over time, it changed everything for me. I lost the weight. I started exercising. I ended up competing in multi-sport races. I improved my study habits. I got organized. Um, I made three D's my freshman year of college. And afterwards, I think I made, you know, maybe two or three Bs the entire way through the rest of college. Um, and then I only made two Bs in my entire time in graduate school, getting two degrees. Um, but really everything changed when I realized, you know, I don't have to do anything big anything instantaneous i can do little things consistently every day and over time the results the outcome will be massive and so that's really what the book is is i talk about the seven things that i try to do every day to better position myself for success and i'd be lying to you if i said that i do these things perfectly every day But that's the cool thing is I feel like we don't have to be perfect, we just have to win more often than we lose. And if you can do that, eventually you're going to see results that begin to compound.
2: And that's exactly why I said that question that way because I know that you wouldn't be on shows talking about your awesome book if you were perfect, man. I mean, that's the beauty of life. People who are doing amazing things. They usually have a story. They usually have something that that challenged them along the way, and some way somehow that birth greatness for them to continue and to not give up. And that sounds a little cliche, but it's true. I mean, for you, you mentioned some of your challenges in, in college. I mean, and and also your weight. So for those two things, how, how did you kind of like prepare yourself? to make your next moves to where you are today, where now you're on platforms, not just speaking about your life, but, you know, speaking about the book. How did you prepare yourself to make those decisions? Because it's not like you just sat around. You, You took action at some point.
0: Yeah. It's funny, you know, looking back on that time in my life, the reason that I started going to the gym on a regular basis is because I had friends that were going and it was just like, we were all living in the dorms together. And so I thought, well, if that's what they're going to do, that's maybe what I should do too. And it was gradual. You know, I'd go to the gym, I'd work out for maybe 20 or 30 minutes and I'd do that two or three times a week. But doing that consistently, over time it became easier. I've started to lift more weight than what I could before. And I think even just that little bit of progress made me realize that this is possible. Like I can make strides in this area. I can be better than I was before. And I I do remember there was a day I'd been going to the gym for a couple of months and I just didn't feel like going. I don't know if there was like something else that was going on that I wanted to do instead, or, or what was going on that day. But I just didn't feel like going. And I don't remember what motivated me to go. But I remember I decided to go anyways. And I felt so good afterwards, not just physically, you know, you feel the endorphins of working out, but also mentally and emotionally, I felt like I had done something that was difficult to do, even though it didn't feel natural, and it didn't feel like something that I wanted to do at the time. And that just became a feeling that I wanted to chase. And so as I look back on that time now with a little bit of perspective, I think about a conversation that I had with a friend recently. Um, So they've just gotten into running and they said, Hey, at what point do I become a runner? And I'll admit that this was heavily inspired by Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is a book that I love and I think everyone should read. Um, But I told this friend, I said, you are a runner when you begin to believe that you're a runner. You know, there's not this artificial threshold where it's like, well, if you can run a mile without stopping or if you run, you know, three out of seven days in a week, then you're a runner. Um... That sort of identity is something that you have to decide to embody. And what's cool when that happens is that influences your action in a better way than anything else does. You know, what we believe about ourselves has a tremendous effect on how we see ourselves, how we talk about what we're doing with others. It's it's a game changer.
2: Once again, listen, I'll refocus radio. We're talking to our guest today, Brady Ross. You can go to his website, BradyRoss.com. and mental note make sure after the show you go check out his book on amazon is seven steps to dominate your your day and crush your goals man so this book jumping right back into the the book inside you're helping people take daily steps so like you were alluding to earlier this is a consistent decision making skill that i'ma get up i am going to do something all right, I, I may not be great at it, but over time, like you said, you know, exercising at the gym, you can't help it get a little bit better, but no one's going to deadlift 400 pounds. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. It's not that type of book. It's, it's helping them break down, you know, in a very simple form, if you will. So tell us on that in the audience, how you broke up the the chapters in the book to help illustrate them some daily action.
0: mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool. You know, as I hear you talk, a quote comes to mind from another one of my favorite authors, John Acuff, where he says, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And so the way he talks about this, he says, you know, if you want to be a speaker if you want to go to conferences and share your message you shouldn't compare yourself to brene brown brene brown has been writing books and doing ted talks and speaking at conferences for a number of years you're not going to be at that threshold on day one you shouldn't compare yourself to where someone else who's you know way further down the road ahead of you where they are you should compare yourself to where you were yesterday and that's where we begin to see improvement i love that idea of just trying to get marginally better every day you know get one percent better every day and if you can do that it may not seem like much in the moment but you're going to look back after a year and you're going to be nearly three and a half times better than you were. Before, if you're able to get 1% better each day consistently. But to answer your question about the book, the chapters are fairly short. Um, there's an introduction where I kind of share my story and my heart behind writing the book. The next seven chapters are the seven daily steps, everything from planning your day, which is thinking ahead of time about what you want to accomplish each day there's kind of a a coaching element behind that as well you know a big part of coaching sessions with clients is designing the agreement and by that i mean at the beginning of the session we decide what and I shouldn't say we because it's really the client driving the agenda, but it's deciding what success will look like for that conversation. You know, by the end of our time together, what do you want to know? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be ready to do? Um, but I think that you can bring that same sort of concept into planning each day. So we're recording this on a Monday. You know, Sunday night you sit down and you think, okay, what do I want to accomplish on? the next day you know which is monday what do i want to be true at the end of the day and if you can do that you'll already be miles ahead of where so many other people are because they begin their day without a plan and they're just hoping to stumble into success accidentally. Um, you don't want to leave things up to chance. You want to know before the day begins where you hope to be when the day is over and planning your day will help you do that. Next, we talk about getting active. And to me, you kind of alluded to it earlier in the conversation as well, but this is not about being a world class athlete. Like you don't have to do CrossFit, you don't have to run Ironmans, but a little bit of physical activity each day will improve your physical health. It'll also make you mentally sharper. It will increase your energy levels, which will improve the quality of the work that you do and the quality of the conversations that you have. That's getting active. We talk about learning, just continuing to increase the amount of information that you have in your brain that's going to enrich your conversations that's going to enhance your creativity um, step four is about the food that you eat this one was a very personal chapter for me to write because throughout my life i have struggled with overeating tendencies but i will also say few things if any have enhanced the quality of my work and just the way that i feel every day um, more than strategically choosing what I'm going to eat each day, limiting my calories, choosing the right foods, really focusing on you know, high protein, low fat and low carb foods. Also drinking a lot of water helps me as well. Um, step five is about how you shut down at the end of every day. And so I don't think that I included this in the book, but I think about an example that i read in a book called boomtown so i'm from oklahoma city um the book boomtown i think it was written by sam anderson a few years ago but he tells stories about oklahoma city and how oklahoma city grew to become what it is today and there is a lot of overlap with our professional basketball franchise here which is the Oklahoma City Thunder and they tell a story about the Thunder's general manager guy named Sam Presti and how he will go through the practice facility and it seems very like neurotic but he will take each of the basketballs and position them exactly the same way so that the the brand on the basketball that reads Spalding is pointed directly out and again all of the basketballs are pointing the same way. And so I think about that as I think about this chapter, um, because that level of order is inspiring to me. And it's something that I can really relate to. Um, I feel like achieving not that I'm, you know, that's the same way as he is maybe with the order that I put in my life. But I feel like if I'm able to have some degree of order with, you know, the way that my environment is set up and the way that I plan and prepare for every day, it decreases the chances that things go off the rails, if that makes sense. Um, so anyways, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit now, but this chapter on cleaning your slate is all about how you um, prepare your environment for success for the next day, but then also just putting things back into place. Um From the day before. Step six is about connecting. This is just about building relationships with the people around you, um, investing in others. Really, that's what makes life worth living. It's not just about what we do. And it's really not even primarily about what we do, but it's about um, the connections that we have with the people around us. And then the chapter that is probably the hardest for me to apply is the final chapter about rest. I consider myself a high performer. And so I just like to go, go, go without ever taking a time to breathe. But I think that we all have to figure out how are we going to recharge? How are we going to rejuvenate? And as I talk about this, I think about a quote from a man named John Mark Comer. He wrote a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's a spiritually oriented book, but I think that it resonates with people who aren't religious as well. Um, He says that a lot of times the activities that provide us with true rejuvenating rest are the ones that require a little bit of an investment on the front end. So, how that resonates for me is, you know, I get to the end of the day and maybe I just want to scroll through social media on my phone, or maybe I want to just watch two or three episodes of whatever show on HBO Max or Netflix I'm streaming. But what will really give me energy that I can use, you know, for the next day and the days to follow is doing more meaningful activities like reading or talking with my wife. Um, engaging in some other sort of hobby things that may require a little bit of energy on the front end, but that have so much more in return to offer me as well. So. That's a brief overview of the book. And then there's a final section about how to make these things stick. The hope is that people who read the book don't just feel like I'm giving them a bunch of ideas or theories, but that they actually know, you know, throughout the entire book. And then especially with that last section, how to take these things and apply them in a way that makes a meaningful difference in their life.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a great preview, man, for people to... To consider before uh buying it on Amazon and, and reading for themselves. Once again, talking to Brady Ross and his book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. And I want to highlight the bolden words dominate your day and crush your goals. It's two things within each step. You're making decision and then you're following that decision with commitment to follow through. Like you're not just like I'm a, I'm gonna do it and then you don't do it. For you, how important have you discovered follow through? Like whatever you decide you're gonna, you know, attempt, try, whatever, how important is mm-hmm. it for people to understand uh why you must follow through what is you're being intentional about versus like, Oh, that's a great idea, but then you don't do it for like two years. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So as I hear you ask that question, the thought that comes to mind, um, Craig Rochelle talks about when it comes to discipline, we have to choose our pain. And here's the reality. People don't like to talk about this, but it's always true. Um, Every decision that we make has both a cost and a reward there is no such thing as a decision that you make that does not also come with some sort of cost even if the cost is simply by saying yes to this opportunity i'm saying no to other opportunities but everything comes with a cost and a reward and so when it comes to discipline let's say that my goal is i'm going to get up early and go to the gym for a workout before my day starts either decision that I choose to make, there's both a cost and a reward. The cost of going to the gym is I have to wake up early. I have to go exert energy. You know, If I want the workout to have a meaningful impact, it's probably going to be something that is hard, something that makes me stretch myself. I'm going to sweat. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable. But the reward is improved energy, better physical condition. For me, it's more positivity. Um, I can tend to get a little bit grumpy when i don't work out i need that endorphin release to be in the best frame of mind possible so anyways with that decision there's both a cost and a reward the same is true if you choose to hit snooze on your alarm and stay in bed you get the instantaneous reward which is you don't have to get up you get to sleep in you get to stay in your bed when where it's warm but there's also a cost there and that cost is not only do you miss your workout You don't improve in your physical condition your mood might not be the same as it is but you also have to live with that recognition that you're leaving something on the table and you're not reaching your potential and here's something else that's important to mention as well our brains are neurologically hardwired to pursue the short-term outcome our brains view it as something that is more certain And so you shouldn't feel guilty if you prefer to stay in bed over getting up early and going to the gym and working out because that's how your brain is trained to react. At the same time, you have to recognize that our long-term aspirations and our short-term goals don't always work in tandem with each other. And so if you're always choosing that short-term outcome that you desire, even if you're neurologically hardwired to gravitate in that direction, you're never going to reach the long-term potential that you could otherwise, if you're willing to make the hard decision or you know pursue the more difficult route.
2: And that's, that's some good points uh, that you made there. And for someone listening, I mean, it's really, nothing is, is too difficult. If, if you are determined, right? Because once you made up in your mind that you're going to take this route to work, most likely you're not going to just randomly, oh, let me go to this street <laughs> and, and do a different route. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is once you made up in your mind that you're going to do something, even if it is difficult at first, eventually it's gonna be better eventually it's gonna make sense eventually it's gonna help you grow and i like how you talked about the the risk of losing valuable time if you take the easy way out and i think that's what it comes down to you end up losing valuable time and you can never get back mm-hmm. so if you spend the rest of your you know or i should say if you spent like three years Just taking the easy shortcuts or taking the easy way out i think eventually time will catch up with you
0: yeah that's a great point you know the only time that we're guaranteed is the time that we have right now there is so much in life that is outside of our control and so yeah when you look at it that way it definitely increases that sense of urgency to do something meaningful with the time that you have and not wait to live the kind of life that you want to live i'll also add when you talk about making hard decisions it is something that becomes easier over time it is cool how we're able to develop and grow and transform as we make things like discipline and motivation a habit it's just like anything you know it's hard to get started it's hard to get that ball moving. But once it's in motion, it's a lot harder to slow it down. And so that's the encouragement that I would give anyone listening, you know, I talk with people often, who will say things like, I'm just not that motivated or motivation doesn't come naturally to me. The truth is, you already have all of the motivation that you need, you just have to figure out how to refocus or realign that motivation to serve your long term goals and aspirations rather than just reacting to whatever feels right or feels easy in the short term.
2: Yeah, you never hear people complain about receiving money It's usually you know, the opposite. They're, they're more than happy to receive money. It, it's it's the spending that, that, that kind of gets them thinking and hesitating. And I think that's the mm-hmm. same thing with mm-hmm. your time. You know, mm-hmm. you can have all the time in the world, but unless you plan it out, like the seven steps to dominate your day and crush your goals, unless you're willing to plan it out, then that excessive time is wasted. Mm-hmm. And now... Mm-hmm. You're stuck into a situation where you're forced to make a decision. And you don't want to put yourself in that situation where you're forced to make a decision because you wasted all those precious minutes, hours and days and years. Because life, it comes and it goes. And Mm -hmm. if you don't dominate your day starting today, then when? When? You know, what what will it take for you to start exercising or eating better? You know, no one's saying be perfect. (laughs) You're not going to be Superman or Superwoman. Mm -hmm. But it's that intention that I can make life a little bit better if I just do a little bit here, a little bit there. But as long Mm -hmm. as you're going down that path, that's going to get you to the next level or to a better, you know, uh, more fulfilling life. Then those small sacrifices, they add up and they will make you not just stronger or a better person, but it will allow you to do what you're doing today, educating people based on your own experience Mm -hmm. and allowing them to unlock those doors that they kept shut for so long.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I had a friend ask me one time in regards to how I spend my time. He said, Are you spending it? Are you sharing it? Or are you investing it? And I don't entirely remember the delineations between each of those. But I think that we should all strive to share some time, um, but also invest time whenever possible, because that's the time that is going to provide the greatest reward. And that's what you're going to look back on, you know, three months, six months, a year, even more down the road and say, yeah, that was hard in the moment. I didn't enjoy that necessarily, but I can still see the payoff in my life today for how I chose to spend my time back then.
2: Man, perfect. So once again, listen, I'll be focused on radio talking to our guest, Brady Ross. You can go to his website, BradyRoss.com, and get his book. Anywhere you can buy a book, it's Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. I suggest you don't wait, man. After this show is over, go to Amazon, check it out. And also, his podcast, real quick, check out his podcast, The Motivation for Regular People, And also, man, find his podcast and leave some reviews, man. That helps the show grow. So, man, time went by super fast, Brady, but I want to say thank you for taking time talking to us today, man.
0: This was fun. Thanks for having me.
2: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
1: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol,